Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Real quick at the beginning, I haven't mentioned this in a number, a number of episodes. It's been quite a while. But if you feel like the Lord is moving upon your heart to help support these times together, then I go to my website. It's simply dalemore.tv, D-A-L-E-M-O-O-R-E.tv. Go there at the top of the first page. You'll see a place that says, I become a patron. It's a place where you can help support, a one-time support. Or if it's something that you feel like you can do on a monthly basis, you know, just a regular gift every month like that is so, so helpful. You cannot imagine how helpful to keep the pay, you know, pay for these uh, productions and things. So anyway, thank you so much for that. Just consider it. You know, we've been looking at late of uh, how and what it means to pray for a nation and pray for people and pray for a situation. Again, we did a whole series of this earlier around the 500 and something podcast numbers, but I just felt like we needed to revisit it. We've actually been there longer than I thought we would because we see in Daniel chapter 9, and Nehemiah chapter 9, and Ezra chapter 9, examples of how to pray for a nation. And we're in Ezra right now, and you know, when you sort of slow down and you pay some attention to what the Word says, the Lord keeps showing you more and more and more things. Have you ever experienced that? So that's sort of what's happening to us here. I want to go to Ezra chapter 10 now, and we've looked at the first five verses. I want to read those again, and then move through a couple more verses Because I want us to see what is happening here. This is so important. Ezra chapter 10, verse 1. Now, while Ezra was praying and making confession, weeping and prostrating himself before the house of God, a very large assembly, men, women, and children, gathered to him from Israel. For the people wept bitterly. Shechaniah, the son of Jehiel, one of the sons of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God and have married foreign women from the peoples of the land. Yet now there is hope for Israel in spite of this. So now let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the wives and their children according to the counsel of my Lord and of those who tremble at the commandment of our God and let it be done according to to the law. Arise, for this matter is your responsibility, but we will be with you. Be courageous and act. So those verses, verses 2, 3, and 4, is Shechaniah telling Ezra, acknowledging we've been unfaithful. We've married these foreign women. What you have been appalled over and what you've been praying over and pulling your hair out, literally out of your head and out of your beard, what you've been sitting in front of the temple about right here, this is all true, but there's still hope. So let's do this. And Shechaniah suggests that they make a covenant with God to put away the wives, to put away the children, according to the counsel of the Lord and of those who tremble at the commandment of our God. Tell you what, folks, there's so few people who truly tremble at the commandment and the instruction and uh, what the Lord tells us to do. Then he tells them to do this. All right, come on. You're the one that's responsible for this matter. It's your responsibility, but we're going to be with you. So be courageous and act. Then verse 5 says that Ezra rose. 
and made the leading priests, the Levites, and all Israel take oath that they would do according to this proposal. So they took the oath. And I just love the way it says, and they, he made the leading priests, the Levites, and all Israel take this oath. There would have been some, as we've already seen, <coughs> who were desirous of doing this, who realized, wait a minute, we've been sitting before God. We've got to deal with this. Those would have been easy. But there would have been others that he would have had to lead in all sorts of forms and fashions okay, to make them do what was right before the Lord God. So they uh, eventually all agreed to it, to take the oath. Now, verse 6. Then Ezra rose before the house of God and went into the chamber of Jehohanan, the son of Eliezer. Although he went there, he did not eat bread nor drink water, for he was mourning over the unfaithfulness of the exile. So you see that Ezra's still mourning. He gets up and he goes see this guy, verse 7. They made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem to all the exiles, that they should assemble at Jerusalem and that whoever would not come within three days, according to the counsel of the leaders and the elders, all his possessions should be forfeited and he himself excluded from the assembly of the exiles. They were serious about this here, folks. Okay, when they were confronted with it, when they realized they were going to make this oath, how do you expedite this? How do you make this happen? They come together, the leaders, the elders, council of the elders, leaders of everybody, and they say this, you've got three days. We want all the people to gather together, all the exiles. You have three days. You think, well, how in the world can you do that? Well, folks, they weren't scattered all over a major region of the land, okay? It wasn't a huge area at this time where they were. And they had three days to come together. And he says this, if you don't come, then all your possessions will be forfeited. We're going to take everything that you have. It says possessions right here. And that probably would have included their families too. We're going to take everything that you have. And then we're going to exclude you from the assembly of exile. We're going to excommunicate you from the body life of the people of the Lord. That is a big stick right there, is it not? Yeah, so they were serious about this. So they said, you've got three days to gather together. Well, you know, I can hear people already. Well, what about this? What about that? They didn't seem to be caring much about the what ifs and the what abouts. They say, in three days' time, we're going to be gathering together. Now, watch what happens. <clears throat> One more verse will be done for the day. So all the men, verse 9, all the men of Judah and Benjamin, that's the southern kingdom, assemble at Jerusalem Within the three days, okay, so they all gathered over the next three days. They started coming into town, as they say. It was the ninth month on the 20th of the month. A very precise time right here. There was a couple of other time frames that were given uh, previously in our reading, okay? So it tells us exactly when it was. And all the people sat in the open square before the house of God. So they all came together. They're in the open square before the house of God. This is men, women, children. This is everybody. They're gathered in the open square before the house of God, trembling, trembling. Now listen to why they were trembling. 
trembling because of this matter. Well, yeah, you think so? We've already seen that there were those that were trembling because of the commandment of the Lord and who honored the word of the Lord. But now they're gathering here and they're trembling because of this matter. Okay? Some people would be trembling because they know what the truth of the word of the Lord is. Other people are trembling because they're terrified of how it's going to impact you. Can you imagine the ones that had taken wives, that had taken spouses from the people among the land, that knew what the edict was that you're going to have to turn away from these families and send them out? <laughs> they were trembling over that. But then it says this, trembling because of this matter and the heavy rain. It was raining, folks. It was heavy rain. And they're sitting out in the middle of the rain, being soaked, getting drenched. It mattered not. They had three days to get there. If God wanted it to rain on them in the midst of that, then so be it. Can you imagine the church, the true body of Christ today, if we were called to do something and a little inconvenience like that was thrown our way? Well, you know exactly what would happen. Anyway, my time's up. Uh, we'll continue this in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, do take it before the Lord. If he leads you to help support these times, go to my webpage, dalemore.tv, and there's a place right there where you can help. Thank you so much. I'll see you then. Goodbye.